Hi, hello. Welcome to the episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is April the 23rd, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well, in good spirits, with high hopes. As for me, doing pretty good. It's a nice little lazy Sunday. Food corner from the other day. I got Freddy's, uh, was it Steak Burgers? They sell their stuff too. They like sell hot dogs and also uh, custard. What else do they sell? That might be it. But it was all very yummy what I got. I ordered a bacon double steak burger with um, cheese curds. My friend ordered that. Uh, Then also... I got this concrete thing, which essentially is like the frozen custard. Uh, I got a Reese's Pieces thing. So it was really yummy. What else was there? And then I got onion rings. And their onion rings are pretty good. Now, um, I would say like, I'd rate it all really good. Um, like I said, it was all nice. I'd say it's it's kind of comparable to a Culver's if you've had that. And if you haven't had Culver's, it's kind of like Steak and Shake. And it's really like Steak and Shake in the sense they both have the shoestring fries. I know I'm not a big fan of that. But, you know, uh, I found out you can put like, they have like a nacho cheese option. So there's that. If you want to go nuts there, do it up. <laughs> Maybe there's some more things you can add to it too. I'm not sure. Uh, but let's see. That's the food corner. We're going to go ahead and get into some news from ABC News. Charges dropped against Alec Baldwin in fatal onset rust shooting. So this kind of went as I expected. They have officially dropped charges on Alec Baldwin. Now, they're leaving them open to potentially charge him in the future, but I don't know. That seems unlikely. Uh, Baldwin, who is 65... Um, had been charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter after fatally shooting cinematographer Helena Hutchins, 42, on the New Mexico set of The Western in 2021. The actor was practicing a cross-draw when the gun fired, striking the cinematographer and Joel Souza, who suffered a uh, non-life-threatening injury. Uh, Let's see. But uh, Hannah Gutierrez is still being charged right now um like i said in earlier episodes they had um uh, dropped the enhancement charges they were planning on filing uh also it looks like that there is a new prosecuting team that kind of maybe was like the biggest reason on why um they decided to drop the charges because it was like seemingly like right after that uh, let's see, his hearing came days after Santa Fe District Attorney Mary Carmack Altwees announced she was stepping away from prosecuting the case. The move uh, followed State Representative Andrea Reeb also stepping down as special prosecutor in the case. Uh, in their place, District Attorney appointed Carrie Morrissey and Jason Lewis to serve as special prosecutors. 
they also said, uh, this is uh, Morsi and Lewis, said new facts were revealed that demand further investigation and forensic analysis in the case. Now, I was coming into work, and as I come into work, there's always the Good Morning America playing. And they actually had this case going, and so I like stopped what I was doing, and I looked. And they were saying something to the effect of that... I guess the prosecution was going to reveal or had, you know, shown that like, hey, the gun was actually faulty and it was potentially possible to be fired or misfired without pulling a trigger. So that was very big. Like I had reported and thought that um, the FBI had even tested this. So maybe they had missed that or something had came up to reveal it otherwise. Uh, but that would obviously be very big because Alec Baldwin had said time after time, I didn't pull the trigger. Like, I'm a professional, da 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 da. And it has, you know, people in the industry have come out and said, hey, like, I've worked with Alec Baldwin on this set or that set, and he has been very professional about anything that required live firing of that nature. We've also talked about it's crazy that there were even real rounds on the set, which, uh, you know, kind of falls back on to uh, Gutierrez. And there's another guy who I don't know if I'm necessarily going to find here because we're kind of cruising along. Um, the assistant director, David Halls, he um, was also involved in handling of the weapon, but he's already um, on like unsupervised probation for essentially doing a plea deal. He was in six months probation, unsupervised. So, you know, he's already kind of out of the picture. So the only one really fighting for their life right now is Gutierrez. Uh, we'll see how that, you know, trial or whatever shakes out, or maybe she winds up pleading. But like I said, I'm just not surprised that Baldwin is um, off the hook here. I mean, I think he's still under a few uh, civil lawsuits, maybe, or a couple, I'm not sure. Um, so yeah, we'll see how things shake out there. But um, let's go ahead and move along. Uh, <laughs> from the Associated Press. Uh, SpaceX giant rocket explodes minutes after launch from Texas. So I, I gotta say, as a hater of Elon Musk, but a a lover of science and cool technology and stuff like that, I, I could say that this this whole situation, this whole article, whatever, is nothing but a win all around. Everyone gets to eat here. Um, so let's go ahead and get into it. SpaceX giant new rocket exploded minutes after blasting off on its first test flight Thursday and crashed into the Gulf of Mexico. Um, it was a very big, spectacular fucking event. Uh, let's see, the nearly 400 foot uh, or 120 meter starship carried no people or satellites. But um, this thing had like 33 engine boosters. Um, it was, like, super cool, like, uh, stainless steel thing. It was supposed to, I believe, go around the world, wind up just crashing in Hawaii, and just, you know, whatever. Like, this is a test thing to see, like, hey, we can do it. Um, so the wind here, even though this thing exploded, it didn't actually make it. It only actually lasted four minutes. This was also after, you know, some launching issues that held off on Monday, you know, you wind up trying again, boom, um, successful demolition because it's self-destructed. Uh, but that being said, 
it making it off the launch pad was a big win for everyone. And it was also just super cool for anyone to kind of come and see. Uh, I mean, this is a rocket launching, you know, it's some October sky shit. I don't know. Uh, very cool. Very neat. And as a hater, I got to see Elon Musk take an L. Like, even though he's, you know, oh, I see this nothing as a win, whatever. Cool, 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 cool. But your rocket exploded. And also, I think this led to um, a 30, or not 30, I'm sorry, $13 billion loss in 24 hours between the SpaceX rocket explosion and disappointing Tesla earnings. So Tesla had been on kind of an up because they were selling their cars for like a price that was like very cheap for, you know, what they're supposed to be worth. And they were kind of making, you know, some ways, some positive trends for that. But I guess they've kind of crested now. And, um, you know, all of more or less Elon Musk's value is kind of tied up in um, like stocks and things of that nature. So if they take like a discouraging hit because like, oh, this thing happened or that thing happened. We're not fucking with you. Well, then his net worth drops tremendously. Uh, so let's see. Done enough there. My little hater zone, hater corner. Actually, no, I'm not done. Let's extend. Let's uh, expand the territory. Um, from NBC News, son of wrestling legend, the million dollar man charged in welfare scandal involving Brett Favre. Uh, federal prosecutors say Theodore Ted DeBase, DeBase, who cares, uh, Jr. received millions in state aid intended for needy families, but that the ex-wrestler used the funds to buy a vehicle and a boat. Um, let's see. Formula pro wrestler Theodore Ted DeBase Jr., the son of WWE legend known as the Million Dollar Man has been charged with fraud and theft of federal funds in connection with a Mississippi welfare scandal that has embroiled the NFL great Brett Favre. Uh, we have talked about said scandal before. Essentially, Brett Favre was like hitting up like politicians and like these aid workers for this charity. Uh, Nancy New is uh, a big factor here. One of the people you talk to. Essentially just trying to say, hey, I'm trying to secure some money. I'm trying to get some money. And I want this to, like, you know, not fall back on me. And essentially they funneled this charity money that was supposed to go to needy families, uh, potentially, like, you know, help schools do, like, scholarship shit. He funneled this into personal endeavors like building a volleyball, um, like, gym thing for his, like, daughter's school and um, probably like paying for school, shit like that. So he essentially just funneled this money for his own endeavors, his own self. Uh, I think that was around like $3 million he got in total, maybe. Uh, now this DeBazi guy, DeBazi Jr., uh, he ran it up for $3.2 million. And um, now Favre isn't necessarily implicated in this um, uh, lawsuit that's going on now. Though I believe DeBase's brother has already, um, let's see, pleaded guilty to a count of conspiracy to defraud the government in connection to the welfare scandal. So, and also Brett Favre is like being sued by the state uh, for like, you know, a specific other issue or whatever. So, um, let's see, let me read a little bit here. Court records in a related civil case show that Favre successfully lobbied states, uh... Or 
lobbied state officials to grant $3.2 million for a drug company in which he was a shareholder and $5 million for the volleyball arena. We already talked about that, whatever. Uh, the Justice Department says the base was paid more than $3 million from entities funded by federal welfare funds uh, for social services that the base did not provide and did not intend to provide. The base allegedly used these federal funds to buy a vehicle and a boat and for the down payment or the purchase of a house, among other expenditures. Uh, the boat is a really unnecessary flex here. I mean, everything else just kind of seems like, yeah, like, you know, I'm just a rich guy, middle class, upper middle class now because I'm not doing anything with my life. Just trying to make it, you know, probably was something flashy, I bet. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously very fucking fucked up. This money was supposed to go to, you know, help out people who really needed it. And instead it went to these rich has-beens who are just trying to fucking grift now to uh, keep their living afloat. You know, their little fancy little lifestyle. Uh, <laughs> uh, that That's, I don't know, this shit's a fucking joke to me. Um, fuck them. Fucking losers. And I hope that they at least get, you know, run up for the full extent of the law. But we'll, you know, if more coverage comes, I will definitely try to cover it. All right. We got one more, actually, before I let you go. So I'm going to take my classic little break here. Do bit of do. Blast off. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right, from the BBC News. Top, top, I don't know where this accent came from. Um, top ultra runner Josiah Zakarski Zakariski disqualified for using a car in a race. <laughs> now, I apparently have found out that this is something that people have done in history in races. This is not a new thing, but it is crazy to do in this day and age, because technology and just the idea of tracking and keeping up with people and their times, it's just, it's, it's way too up to date for you to try this kind of fucking shit. You look crazy. Um, but a top Scottish ultra marathon runner has been disqualified, disqualified from a race for using a car during part of the route. Josiah Zakjewiski finished third in the 2023 GB Ultra Ultras Manchester to Liverpool 50 mile race, but is thought to have traveled by car for 2.5 miles. The 47 year old GP from Dumfries is understood to have been tracked on GPS mapping data covering a mile of the race in just one minute. 20 seconds. It's like they just covered it, dude. Like, it, all of this is covered. Every point to point to point to point to point. Like, come on. Like, you were bold as hell to try this. Um, but apparently, do doctor. I love how they, they add the doctor at this point to understand that she's not just a runner. She is a doctor. This person has a degree. Uh, and they're like, nah, I can cheat this. We, uh, we'll get away with it. <laughs> we'll get away with it. 
but I guess she was like, oh, I was sick. I wasn't well. But it's like at the end of the day, you crossed the finish line. You didn't bow out. You didn't quit. And they they go to show uh, some of her accolades. She's, um, let's see. She's uh, racing for Great Britain in the IAU World 100-kilometer championships. She won um, individual silver in 2011 and bronze in 2014 and 2015. So that's a big decoration right there. She represented Team Scotland uh, in a marathon at the Glasgow 2014 Commonwealth Games. Uh, She's done blah, 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 and yada, yada, yada. Excuse me. So she's clearly trying to, like, uphold a good reputation. She didn't want to have a bad finish. And so she said, oh, okay, I'll, I'll settle for a humble third. Like, bitch, you didn't even win. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I just think if you really weren't up to the task, you really couldn't have done it, that's okay. It's okay to bow out gracefully. It's all right. No one would have noticed. It would have been fine. But she wanted to get the dub. She wanted to get something close, get a medal, uh, whatever, high accolade. And, uh, yeah, I'd say a bitter and a yes, because uh, that's definitely a stain on your shit. Um, but, yeah, that's all I got. It's a shorter episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks so much for being a friend. And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye. Mwah.